1: This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hey chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard. Uh, I hope you had a fun festivities. Um, Now I'm going to find out how you felt about our rewatch of the season 12 selected scenes. Hey, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard. Uh, Thank you so much for all of your messages um, about the Christmases and the (laughs) the Series 12 rewatch business. Um, Looking forward to New Year's Day... Post, what is well, the 2nd of January. I know, it doesn't feel that special for us in Australia. Um, Anyway, uh, James said, listening to you going through these particular stories like this makes them come across as a really strong bracket of Doctor Who storytelling. Oh, the cyber finale especially. Um, That was me adding that in. He didn't say that. Uh, James said, fun, humour, horror, action, and exciting revelations one after the other. Marvellous, really. Who cares if not everything is perfect? Not this little black duck. Um, plus, he has a theory, a response to my theory, uh, and a theory of his own. Uh, plus, more theories. Uh, <laughs> that's what the podcast is for. It's all for theories. Um, he says the fam wasn't in Ruth Doctor Ruth's TARDIS. Oh yes, because I thought when the in the trailer for. Uh, Revolution of the Daleks that the that they were in the Ruth Doctor Tartus um, he said they were in the one that they used to escape Gallifrey at the end of the Timeless Children. You are correct I think, James, because I forgot that the inside of that one was the same as... Well, you'd only really build the one set, really, wouldn't you? <laughs> Just use it for everything. Um, uh, so, he says in the his theories in the trailer, Yaz has been trying to work out how to drive the TARDIS. Lots of the labels are on the controls. Oh! She may be going a bit doodally. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, more theories. One... Does the Ruth Doctor know that she was the timeless child or had she forgotten too? That is an interesting question. I do not know. Uh, just how many 13 regeneration cycles have they been through? I suspect it might be a lot and that the memory wipe involves a pretty profound clean out each time. Yeah, that uh, seeing Brendan get zapped in the head by his dad and his boss was, was kind of an indication that that is uh, something that happens in quite a painful manner. Um This theory could get a lot more complex involving commentary on the brain of Morbius and the name of the Doctor, but you really don't need that. No, I don't. That is, uh, I'm already confused. (laughs) You don't need to add extra Doctors into it. Uh, Question two. How come the TARDIS at the lighthouse looked like a police box? I have two theories for this one. A, the police box thing goes back a long way and having been manipulated to steal that particular TARDIS, it whisked the first Doctor to 1960s Earth where it would get back into its preferred outfit. Fit. Yeah, that's also my theory. It's just like, you know, she identifies as um a police box. Uh that's just what she likes to 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 be. Um B, uh, part of part 2. I know I feel like I'm I'm reading a contract now. Uh part B of uh, subsection 2, clause A. Uh the TARDIS at the lighthouse recognized the 13th Doctor and dressed accordingly. Ooh, I like option B myself. Simple and elegant. That isn't it interesting? That is... Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, the only way you're going to know what I am is if I make myself into a TARDIS.
0: Because
1: <gasps> I know you from the future. Because the TARDIS lives in all times. Oh, that is an interesting. Yeah, I like that theory, James. That is fun. Uh James has also given us a gift of a seasonal poem. um along with his many scenes that he's given us all year. I know it's after Christmas now, and you're probably just like, no, I've taken down the decorations. Please don't read me a Christmas poem. I'm going to do it anyway. doesn't matter. Um, James's poem is thus. uh, Away in a TARDIS with bunks for a bed. A woman called the doctor tilts her sweet head. The fam in the corner look over her way. The lost timeless child with nothing to say. The console is bleeping, the Doctor reacts, and reels off some babble with numerous facts. Ryan and Graham ask her, what does it mean? While Yaz gazes fondly, as if in a dream. Be near us, dear Doctor, we ask you to say, in your blue box forever, fly over our way. We'll all stay beside you, wherever you roam, and a happy Christmas to all of you at home. Oh, he's quoted the first doctor in the 13th Doctor poem because that's what the first doctor says in the Feast of Stephen, which apparently is the first ever wiped episode. Uh, I mean, my memory might be wrong. But yeah, it was like a. It was part seven of the 12 episode Dalek Master Plan. It was just like a weird thing where. They ended up in silent movies or something? I can't remember. It's very strange. Um any anyway, and at the end of it, the first doctor turns to the camera and says, and a Merry Christmas to or happy Christmas to all you at home because it was a Christmas special. Um, I know. You thought Christmas specials were just for the David Tennant doctor? Oh, no happened before. Um, But yeah, barreling is weird. That's what they call it when you look down uh, the barrel of a camera in in television. They call it barreling if you are addressing the camera itself as opposed to looking at the little X that's next to it. when you're talking to someone who's meant to be there. They give you eye lines. Sometimes they put a box there or like the actual actor you're meant to be talking to will be standing there. Or sometimes it's just like, you know, that it's too close. They want you to look really close to the camera lens, but not down the camera. So they put like a little mark on the camera. And, you know, it's your job as an actor to pretend that that is a person. Um, What fun. We're having acting lessons. (laughs) I'm like Helen Mirren in that. That Masterclass video, which I just remembered, Um, that came up as an ad uh, when I was watching that Daleks thing. Anyway, that'll be in a different episode. Um, Mavis says, I love the new Cyberman design. It's a pity very few of their stories ever live up to their potential. Oh, that is... That is, like, now a trope of Cybermen. That their plans are d- dastardly and stupid and no one knows what's going on. Uh, Mavis says, however, I'm old and Tom Baker's Voga Revenge story has always had not s- such nostalgia for me. I do love Revenge of the Cybermen. Um, it's terrible, but I love it. Uh, I remember once I turned up to school for show and tell... And did not have anything to show, so I did a tell and just explained everything that happened in the last night's episode of Doctor Who, which happened to be the one the final episode of Revenge of the Cybermen, where they almost crash into the planet. and the planet is clearly just uh, a bit of toilet roll with some fake planet on it that they're rolling in a circle. <laughs> Um, like my Christmas crackers which I made out of toilet rolls because I forgot to buy them Uh, Drex uh, says Spyfall 1 was wonderful it really felt like the Chibnall era had found its feet, but then part 2 descended into lazily scripted sofa of reasonable comfort cliffhanger resolution and criminal underuse of two amazing historical figures on top of that the doctor weaponizes the master's ethnicity in Paris which was a terrible way to resolve that conflict yes thank you Drex that's uh, who I was referencing when I talked about that um, before I got into these uh, comments um, it is terrible although it kind of I feel like there's there were things that were trying to be said that just you know they ran out of time but I feel like the saying that about the master's eth- ethnicity and the Nazi reaction to it is kind of foreshadowing what actually happened to Noor Khan when she was discovered uh, and it's just a kind of Yeah, like it feels like a, you know, that it's just the Nazis are bad, and this is our most shorthand way of doing it. And I agree, using, you know, using someone's ethnicity against them is a terrible, terrible thing to do. Um, but you know, it's it's it kind of felt like they were trying to go somewhere with it and never. And didn't do it successfully. Like, there was a better way of doing it than that. But anyway, that's that's how it is. Uh, Dwayne has sent me an email, theory, at adamrichard.com.au. Um, lovely Dwayne from the Sirens of Audio podcast, uh, who's been talking to some amazing people. Janet Fielding just recently. Like, you've got to get onto that podcast. They have some great chats. Uh, Dwayne says, here's his theory about Mary Shelley and how the events of Villa Diodati with the 13th Doctor and Mary's time with the 8th Doctor both happened. Oh, here we go. Although not seen on screen, the Doctor knew she had met Mary before, obviously, because she's a later incarnation. There was an example of the Doctor tampering with someone else's memory in Spyfall. So, my theory is the Doctor wiped the memories of everyone in the Villa Diodati, making the future appearance of the Eighth Doctor later in that three-month period that they were there possible. Ooh! So, the events of the haunting of the Villa Diodati and Mary's story from the company of friends in Big Finish and then her travels with the the Eighth Doctor took place, allowing Mary to be a companion. Oh, this is a great theory, Dwayne. And we did see that. We did see her wipe memories. Oh, so good. All right. uh, Next episode, I'm going to dip back into the Time Lord Victorious and the final episode of (laughs) Daleks! Mark!